0: Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Detroit has their second overtime win in as many games. Moritz Sider is about to surpass the perfect human in this category, and Michael Rasmussen continues to stay hot. And then we finish off the episode and the week by previewing the New York Islanders game. Nailed it! Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily JWWJ News Radio podcast. I just did the episode on the resource officer funding that the state passed twenty five million dollars for one hundred ninety five police officers in public schools. Will it make students safe? So check that out. Uh, Scotty is a freelance journalist for the Detroit News as well as the host of Locked On Tigers. And Scotty, it took me a good six tries to nail that cold open, but it was worth it because this is going to be a banger of an episode. Um, This was, and I I said it during the now, I'm trying to collect my thoughts because I have a habit of getting overly excited and then speaking too fast and slurring my words and stuttering. So I'm trying to take a deep breath. I'm very excited, but (laughs) second overtime win in as many games. And I got to say, and again, you're playing Montreal Canadiens, one of the worst teams in the league. And they are extremely, extraordinarily beat up. With so many injuries. But you dominated them in the advanced analytics department, hardcore. And you won. It shouldn't have been as close as it was. And we'll talk about that. Because those, that issue, there's, that one issue keeps persisting as to why it was so close. But you won the game and you dominated all 60 minutes of this hockey game in every category i'm really happy with this win
1: i completely agree uh you know this is definitely one of those games where you at the end you're you're obviously you're always happy with a win and and no one's going to be pessimistic too pessimistic about a win but uh you definitely wish it was a little bit easier like that this this was certainly uh like you outplayed them. Like we, the, the Red Wings flat out outplayed the Canadians for 60 or at least dang close to 60. And, um, and, and overtime was pretty back and forth to be honest. And Huso had, uh, had to, to kind of have a big moment there at the end as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but in regulation, you pretty comfortably outplayed them. And yet it, it, it still went into overtime, which is a little frustrating, but two points is two points. And um, yeah, in a game again, you outplayed them pretty much throughout the entire thing, and you get a win. We'll we'll take it.
0: Yeah, there. I mean, again, there were issues in the game, and it's the same issue that persists, and we'll talk about that. But first, let's just kind of enjoy this this win for what it is. I mean, you just won two back to back OT thrillers, and a lot of players played really well. And I think first and foremost, you got to give credit to Michael Rasmussen. Well, actually, first and foremost, Kai Sider.
1: Had yeah, a really it's great, great
0: game. It's a big Maurice game Sider's from dad Papa Sider. First and
1: foremost, yeah. so
0: the dad's trip's going on right now, and he's the hype man for the the fathers and the mentors right now. They kept going back to him, and he was heckling Canadians, fan. Fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. So, first star is Moritz Sider's dad, without a doubt. But, second star is Michael Rasmussen, who continues to stay hot. Um, Scotty, I know we talked about Michael Rasmussen a little bit in the last episode, but I mean, how? when you keep playing as well as Michael Rasmussen has, you got to keep talking about him, right? He had a goal and an assist. He led the, t- the, the scored a goal on the Red Wings first shot. Another snipe from the almost exact same spot he got his last goal. High slot, he's been pretty lethal with his releases. I don't know if it's how deceptive it is, but he's been beating goalies right from that high slot area each and every time. He made a nice little move to create some space and then of course in overtime, it was a nice little tap feed by Cider but everything up until that goal Rasmussen is responsible for, man. He is been so great. He made a beautiful move earlier in the game as well. It's just every facet of his game has come so far along. I just, I'm in love with what he has become.
1: I completely agree. And and we've talked about him quite a lot lately, just because of the development arc that his career really has taken, not even just this season, but uh, this season, if if you're talking about positive storylines and positives to come out of this year, uh, Rasmussen is up there in that conversation with one of the biggest positives that you can take out of the year. Uh, the, the the development that he's seen and where, I mean, you know, least we forget at the beginning of last season, I mean, people were talking about Rasmussen not even being an NHL caliber player like ever, and now we're talking about him being a uh, even if it is a legitimate you know fixture in the bottom six, even if it is just in the bottom six that's still to to kind of rejuvenate a fan base's opinion of you like that in, in just about a year and a half or i mean really even a season if, if it j- just last year did it for you so um cool to see him continue to take strides and and yeah it, it really it c- keeps coming back to, uh, the, the way that he has been able to utilize his size. And that's something that it just took him a while to get acclimated to at the NHL level. And now we're at a point where where he seems to be a lot more comfortable out on the ice, and that alone has, has done a lot.
0: So I don't mean to derail a conversation. We will get back to more at Sider, but the Red Wings just posted on Twitter their three stars of the game. Uh, look at the third star and read the caption underneath. Uh, no one can read the caption. Yeah, you can. It
1: just says Moritz Sider and three stars. No one can read that.
0: It says Moritz and K Sider.
1: Oh, okay. You, I I you can't see the K at all. It just really. It looks. It, it, it was because of mind. the glare. You're like the light, like the glare. Oh
0: Well, Moritz and K Sider, regardless, are it, the dessert. third star.
1: K Sider's the man. So,
0: but Michael Rasmussen, I'm just so excited. I I shared his player card on Twitter, and he's not some. He's not going to be a thirty goal scorer. He's not going to be a game changer. But he is, without a doubt, an incredibly important middle six forward, either at center or winger position on this team. He has a lot to offer. And none of those things are elite caliber things, I believe. But they're all very good. I mean, his edge work has gotten so much better. His speed has gotten so much better. His shot release has gotten so much better. I mean, like you said, Scotty, there were conversations about him not being an NHL caliber player last season. And then from the second half of last year till now, it's been nothing but huge strides forward. He, last year, he had a career high in points, 27 points in 80 games played. Right now, Scotty, and that's if these stats are updated. I don't know if these stats have been updated with the goal and the assist today, but according to this, he has eight goals and 14 assists in for 22 points in 44 games. So he is five points behind his career high. If those stats aren't updated, if they are updated, he is three points behind his career high in half as many games. Yeah. Like that, that right there just says I have improved.
1: I I agree. And I mean, like we've, again, we've talked about it a lot this season, but that's, uh, a dude who, uh, uh, even if it is like, you know, I'm a solidified third line, like guy on a, on a team like that, that's a, a somebody that every team needs, but B uh, with that size come intangibles too. And, and so just the, the improved hockey IQ, the sense, whatever, you know, hockey speak you want to use. Just seeing him more comfortable on the ice, I think, is the biggest thing for me.
0: And I just double-checked the NHL app because when they someone scores, it puts what number goal of the year it is. So that was his ninth goal and his 15th assist. So it is 24 points in 45 games played. So he is yeah. only three points behind his career high in half as many games. So just – oh, man. I it, It's super vindicating when we were on this train – since last season <laughs> and to see it come to fruition. is just yeah. it's so vindicating one, one thing, one thing goes right for us. It's Michael Rasmussen, um, but, but yeah, Moritz Cider. Yeah. Moritz Sider definitely deserves some props too. And I think let's hit an early break here. I know we're just nine minutes in, but let's go to a quick break. And when we'll come back, we'll talk about cider. We'll talk about who. So there's so much to talk about in this game, um, but let's first talk to you guys today about fan duel. If my mouse would stop messing up. Here we go. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout using the same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. All right, Scotty, let's talk about more at Let's do this first before we talk about the fact that he had three assists. He had a brutal turnover that almost cost us the game. Yeah. If, if if Billy Huso hadn't come up big, and we'll talk about Huso as well. But I just want to mention that because I know people are aware that that happened. But outside of that pretty bad play, he had a fantastic game. And he had three assists in this one, including an assist on the game winner. So he had an assist on three of the four goals. This is the thirteenth time in his career that he has had a multi-point game, that ties him. In fact, let me pull it up just so I read this properly because I'm, I, I'm yeah yeah read of this stat, stat, dude. Oh yeah, yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah? <laughs> yeah dude. Read You're this stat. A it's a this is a
1: beauty. It's a beauty.
0: Morris Sider notched his thirteenth career multi-point game, tied with Steve Chyessen for the second most by a Red Wings defenseman at age 21 or younger and one shy of Nicholas Lidstrom 14 games played or I'm sorry 14 games for the most. So he needs one more multi-point game to tie Nicholas Lidstrom for the Before most multi-play yeah. multi-point games at 21 or younger. I know it's a bit of a cherry-pick stat, but whenever you're in company with Nicholas Lidstrom, I'm going to I'm going to say that stat. And he's just Again, statistics came out the other day, advanced analytics, whatever, you, you know, if you're pro advanced analytics, if not, it said that his defensive game has been a positive asset to the Red Wings all season long. It's his offensive game that has suffered some. It has been a little bit of a step back, but, you know, ever since, again, again, just to repeat the same thing, ever since pairing with Walman, it's been uh, 180. He seems to have his swagger back. Now, it's two back-to-back games. He's had huge hits as well. Like, it feels like we're seeing... More and more of Moritz Sider from last season, and it feels like whatever sophomore slump people were claiming he was having, and hell, we were claiming he was having at some point when he was paired with Ben Chirac. Like, let's be honest, we were we were saying it as well. Chirac is a pretty nice game have, He did, and we'll talk about that. He pretty, man, he got he got drilled in the toe too, brutal. And he came back and continued to play well. Um, yeah. But he seems to have gotten his swagger back. He seems to have just like Raymond, kind of shook off whatever kind of uh sophomore slump he was going through so
1: yeah no he, he's been he's been electric his, his father was an absolute treat in this and i cannot say enough uh good things about that man that, that, that man the whole dad's suite just looked like an electric factory <laughs> yeah <laughs> so some, some, the, the ginger ales were flowing man they were having a good old time that was uh that was a really fun thing that the dad's trip and then next year they'll do the mom's trip and whatnot. It's a super cool thing. But um, yeah, no, Mo, Mo has certainly kind of come into his own over the last couple of weeks and we've talked about it and, and it's, it's definitely nice to see. And there is, I mean, admittedly there, there does seem to be at least a loose connection if not a direct connection or correlation to the, the switching of, of, uh, of pairings. But Regardless, it's nice to see some production from him. And yeah, he he looked exceptional in this one, Uh, including we talked about a little bit earlier, but the uh, on the game winner, man, he pretty much quarterbacked that whole play.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, After. Almost giving the whole game yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, which I mean, yeah. is a perfect transition. We're not going to
1: sugarcoat anything, but like, yes, on the uh, made a mistake and then turn around and quarterback the game winner. So, we'll which is it. a
0: perfect transition into talking about Billy Huso, who, if it were not for him, would not have had a game winner for right. the Red Wings. Uh, you know, he didn't have a perfect game, but also the team gave up a two on one on a power play for a shorthanded goal. You know, there were. Let me put it to you this way to, to sum it up simply for yeah, you. Yeah. He didn't what have a great definitely. game, but he showed up when you needed him most. And despite the fact that he had three goals on like 15 shots at one point, he did finish with a, just a negative 0. 0.23 goal saved above expected. So less than a quarter of a goal. Yeah, negative about, about expected, yeah. Which is, I mean, considering what the defense, what well, I was going to say what the defense was doing in front of him, what the defense wasn't doing in front of him, which was their job. Um, he had a great game, I thought. And, yeah, I, I didn't and think he was bad. Game. And like people I don't know.
1: There there's always a big debate whenever like any goal is ever allowed about like, you know, whose fault it was directly. And like usually it's 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 a little bit of everybody. So uh it's you know, not a not a pass free, like phenomenal game by any stretch, but no, I I thought that he was a, a I mean, again, in overtime, saved the game on that breakaway. Second save, left in so. regulation as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So definitely had some big moments and some really big saves. And uh, is it continues to be, as we've said all season, one of the biggest reasons why the Red Wings even find themselves in a, where they do currently in the standings, nonetheless, um, if, if they were even worse.
0: Also, fun fact, um, so Daniela Bruce tweeted out that the Red Wings, so the Red Wings hit the post in overtime, right? Ben Chirot shot. Ben Chirot's shot. Ben Chirot um, shot. Ben Chirot shot. And so, Danielle Bruce is like, I feel like the Red Wings constantly hit the post in overtime. And so, of course, Prashant Iyer to the rescue, he goes, the Red Wings have been credited with six missed shots in overtime this season, four of which have made contact with the post or the bar. Nice. That's incredible. Yeah. First of all, to only have six missed shots in overtime when they've gone to overtime like 12 times is <laughs> <laughs> but. We, we know that overtime's all possession. No one shoots the puck. I think they're going to change
1: it. I think they're going to maybe put it back to 4v4. Because, like, 3v3 is just all, like, no one shoots. It's I just think, all possession.
0: I, see, I disagree, but I think they'll implement a rule that if you have the puck inside the blue line, you can't just come back out and regroup. Because that's what slows it down, is when teams can't figure out a good shooting or passing, lane, they just come back out to the neutral zone. They'll yeah. do like uh, when you play half-court basketball and you can't like go back and recheck or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. It, it'll be something. Like I, the, the the current system will certainly not be implemented, I, I don't think, next year.
0: Oh, and for the record, for those who are keeping track of Moritz Sider's production, he now has 27 points in 48 games played, where last year he had 50 points in 82. So he's not that far off his pace. Yeah, and again, season.
1: especially kind of like we did with Wallman yesterday. Like if you break down... If you if you prorate the last like fifteen games rather than the entire season, I'm sure it's even uh, a higher clip than that. Yeah,
0: so. ever since he got paired with Wallman, for sure. Yeah. Um. got who else do you want? There's so much to talk about. Berger and got a goal assisted by Berger. Man, Markman.
1: he's the man. Like yeah. Berger, really is just him. Like Power play what, a, what well. a dog! What a dog for real. Uh, yeah, he he looked great. Um,
0: Bert. Yeah, Burt looked great too. Burt actually Bert was one good. of the, it, 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 analytically wise, Burt had the best Corsi four percentage on the team. He had a Corsi four percentage yep. of 72.2%. That's 8% better, 6% better, sorry, than the next highest, which was Ben Sherratt. Um, But relative, Tyler Bertuzzi doubled up Sherratt, who was the next highest. Uh, he had an 18.6% relative Corsi four percentage. That means when he was on the ice, he provided 18% more. Shot attempts for than against compared to his teammates. I mean, that's he, he was shooting the puck like crazy out there. And even, you know, if you want to go to, okay, quality, quality was the same way. It was 27% positive for quality score or shooting attempts. I mean, he was all over the place. He was, again, continues to be snake bitten, but he had a really good game. Ben Chirat had a really good game in this one. Um, I know people were faulting him for that goal, that first goal against. But that was actually like a standard play where he got the he got the puck in the corner and he just bumped past it up to Pew Suter in the circle and that's a pretty standard play. Pew Suter mishandled it for the turnover. People are blaming Masuret for a bad pass, but that's standard procedure type Suter, pass for a
1: breakout. On the opposite you know. end of
0: Suter had the worst game coursey four percentage in life. this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Suter was one of three, one of two players that had a below fifty percent e four percentage in this game. He and Kubelik. And they played yeah. online together. Um but yeah. Makes sense. Let's see. Okay, we just rapid fired a couple of players off there. Who else? Who else? Keep it going.
1: Uh I think Sunquist.
0: Yeah, Sunquist. I mean he got a goal. Um I I'm, I'm well, he also Sundquist. just
1: like he, he's such a like a body in front of the net that like if he's kind of wreaking havoc in that area, like I'm just gonna count it as a good game.
0: Yeah, but that's where I'm kind of frustrated with him as well because I don't – I like Sundquist, and we've had him on the show, and I love him to death. But from a, a play scheme standpoint, I'm not sure I like him too much on the power play. He's a big body, but doesn't really handle the puck really all that well down low in front on the power play. So that's where I miss Soderblom. Yeah, I, was, I mean, like,
1: who else on the roster are you really going to put in that role?
0: A skill player.
1: Okay, so I, you're, just, you're gonna say forget the body in front of the net. All I feel like it's
0: a little outdated. Just but re-scheme. I'm I'm also I mean, fair. I'm also a guy with who who spent hundreds of dollars on jerseys behind me. I'm not. A yeah, guy I either. mean,
1: but <laughs> we're also a team who's like 22nd in power play or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're you're criticizing an, an elite power play unit or anything. Like, yeah, yeah I'm I'm I, open I to, to to discussion about it.
0: I don't mean to criticize Sonny either because, obviously, we love him. Well, no, that's but more of that's a schematic just, thing yeah. than it
1: is anything else, yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, we got to get to another break. But when we come back, let's keep talking about this, honestly, because we haven't even talked about the negatives in this game. And there were some. Um, but then we'll do a brief preview on the Islanders. Game previews, guys. I mean, it's hockey. It's the Red Wings hockey. You know what to expect at this point. Uh, so stay tuned <laughs> it's to great, man. Lockdown Red Wings. Nice setup. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Um, That'll we, keep people listening. Well, yeah, we're going to continue. Talking yeah, about the hockey you game. know what
1: to expect.
0: I mean, we, we say it every single game. You don't. What you don't know, what to expect with the Red Wings, and that's what you should expect. Yeah. There, game preview done. <laughs> um, there is one thing you can expect when you're watching the Red Wings, and that is piss poor defense. Yeah. And we saw that again in this game on full scope. The Red Wings in this game, Scotty, had a 60% share of Corsi, a 62% share of Fenwick, a 68% share of the shot percentage, 58 score, uh, scoring chances, 61 high danger, and 67 expected goals for. So literally every schematic or every analytic, they completely dominated. They every also just pass. straight
1: up outshot them by twenty. If you just want to do shots on net,
0: that as well. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I did say the shot percentage, but I guess just the huge right, yeah, out just out like front.
1: straight up, it was like forty-two to twenty-three.
0: Yeah, shots on net, like, and yeah. yet the score was still four to three, and it still went into overtime <laughs> because <laughs> the defensive lapses on this team are costly every single time. Yeah, I'm for instance here. Let me pull the the heat map up for you. Please do, Brian. We love our heat maps here. We'd really do. So, as you will notice right here, Scotty, Scotland, um, the Red Wings had a crazy good heat map in the offensive zone, like almost the entire offensive zone. But in the defensive zone, they got hammered right out in front of the goal again. That's where two of their even strength goals came from. Again, they had a shorthanded goal, so that's not – marked here.
1: Is that say 4.3 attempts. That is too, exactly what I was going to yeah. say.
0: <laughs> the nice. dark red area in front of huso stands for 4.33 plus attempts. That a is lot. egregiously bad for a team that had, what, 25 total shots in the game? So 20% of their shots just about came from right out in front of Villejusso. Yeah, you can even see stra- the goals
1: there, too, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, well, this is, again, this is a five-on-five, so let me scroll up and see how many five-on-five five shots they had.
1: Shout-out natural 16,
0: stat trick. Shout-out natural stat trick. They had 16 shots against at even strength, or shots for the Canadians did at even strength, and 4.3 of these, so they actually 25% of the five-on-five five shots the Canadiens had came from right out in front of Vili Huso, two of which were for goals.
1: Right. Inexcusable numbers. There,
0: and yeah. two of these were defensive lapses that started in your own offensive zone, like bad pinches at the blue line or bad pinches at your own blue line. Why was Joe Valeno the only guy back when one of your defensemen pitched at the blue line and jo- Jordan Osterley was just standing there watching the guy go in, like not hustling to get there for the rebound? There was no rebound, but still, my point stands. It's just defensively, this team is abysmal. And we can't. I guess happy as we are with this game and as happy as we are that they dominated offensively, and they won the game in overtime, and that's exciting. It should never have gone to overtime against this team, as banged up as they are, as bad as they are, even when they're fully healthy. Well, even never like,
1: you, like well, you can say all that. That's more of like like game preview stuff, right? Like you can say all that. Like it, the game was played, and we outplayed them, like it's <laughs> like significantly. Like I mean, look at look at this. Like it was it, it was a it was like borderline domination for at least like fifty five. Like there might have been. Uh I think you talked about it before we went on air like there was that one like 5 minute kind of stretch in the third period where where the Habs had the puck for most of it but um like like outside of that like they they truly did like dominate pretty much in every facet except for allowing insanely high danger like right in front of the net yeah. opportunities and it's just it, it, it really them. is same story different day at this point
0: I mean, it feels like every single time the Red Wings gain the lead, they immediately cough up a breakaway or 2 on one And uh, granted, on the one 2 on one and it is worth noting, a huge missed high sticking that should would have ended up being a double minor against the Canadiens, which would have been a 5-on-3, one of which being a double minor, right off the faceoff. And no one realized, so Raymond had to get off the ice because he was bleeding. And so the Red Wings ended up going to a four on four breakout the other way. So the shorthanded goal was kind of a four on four, so to speak, a pseudo four to four because the refs missed a blatant high stick right on Raymond off the face off that resulted in him bleeding. So that is one of the goals against, but you know, another one for uh, one where Joe Valeno had to be the last guy back for whatever reason, just a turnover right out in front of the net, just no help for Billy Huso. I mean, yeah. all three of those goals, he was just hung out to dry. Yeah. That's why we don't. Again, like
1: we've talked, we've said that it feels like a million times this season. Um, It's just, it's very difficult as like when you're trying to be like an analyst and you're trying to like break down a performance for a goalie when the defense in front of the goalie is so unbelievably bad and or inconsistent. And that's just it, it's been a, a wild year trying to figure out exactly like the heights that so could reach or like what his value. Well, there is really no arguing what his value is to this team. We wouldn't be here if if it wasn't for him holding it down there. Especially with with you. I mean, you can look at how bad every everybody else who's played in net for the Wings this year has really been on a consistent basis. Like it 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 just it really has been a rough year defensively, and, and that's not the first year we've said that <laughs> no absolutely not
0: man it's but again in the end the defense is the defense at this point I don't know how much can really save it where how it's playing um but they came out they played a full 60 minutes offensively I, I this we talked well, about just, it's
1: frustrating because they don't uh, we've said this before too and like I don't want to broken record it but like they don't give up like high volume shots like they 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 handle the outsides well they handle like inside the circle pretty well like we're not getting like like a ton of one timers against us or anything like it's not like it's just it's just like no pressure and 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 that we're giving up 40 50 shots a night it's just that there is no resistance in front of the net ever like whether it's it's out of position whether it's not a like charging the puck, even like that. People just waltz into the point. Like it, it, it's just it's brutal to, to watch on a consistent basis, and that's what we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, to kind of end this conversation on the game on a high note, here is the Corsi four percentage heat map. I guess you can call it uh, graph that showcases basically who controlled the game. And you can see consistently halfway through the first period, the Red Wings completely took over with the exception of this little bump here in the third period. And if you're following my Twitter feed, I tweeted out, man, the Red Wings look tired in the third period. It was during this little stretch. And then they immediately took the game back over again until the end of the game. So, I mean, listen, it's frustrating watching this team play defense without a doubt, but that's two wins against bad teams, but they're wins nonetheless. So I'll take them. It's four points. And in a, in a stretch where they're struggling to get wins, it would feel really good to beat the New York Islanders tonight by the time you're listening to this and end the, I guess the official end of the first half of the season, um, end that on a win streak, which you haven't had since November, because I think you, most people break it up between pre-All-Star, post-All-Star yeah. in terms of halves. So let's let's go out there and beat the Islanders. And end this ha- first half of the season on a three-game win streak, which would be really nice. And the Islanders are a perfect team to take advantage of. By the way, I want to point out how smooth that transition was to the preview. I'm really proud yeah, of Yeah, okay. that was uh,
1: okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're on an
0: <laughs> – the Islanders
1: are, are on an L6. So, like, you definitely – like, six-game losing streak, you could make it seven and just have them be on an L7 heading into the All-Star break. Uh, they're 1-6-3. In their last ten, and they—I mean—you literally have beaten them this season. So, like, let's just maybe you do have, that again.
0: You have literally beaten them, and you <laughs> beat them when they were playing much better hockey at that yeah, time. Yeah, you beat
1: them when they were still toward the top of the standings, like before this epic mm-hmm. collapse happened.
0: Yeah, if I'm recalling correctly, Islanders started the season really poor, rebounded fantastic, and climbed all the way back to crap, the top of the yeah. standings. Because I did a crossover with Gill, the host of Lockdown Islanders on the Lockdown NHL show right before or right after they played and we talked about how good they were playing. They were on an L four, won a game, and now are on an L six. So in their last eleven games, they're one and I mean one six of those, and three in their last ten. Yeah. One six and three, thank you. So I already not, said that. Thanks for not, listening, dude. Not great. I did hear you say it, but no, no, I wanted fine. to include I wanted to include the fact <laughs> that they've had ten losses in eleven games instead of you know nine losses in ten. It's it's more it fits the narrative better more dramatic yeah more dramatic <laughs> uh points wise brock nelson leads them 43 points in 50 games matthew barzell who we often compare contracts to and point production 42 points in 49 games played comparable to dylan larkin uh anders lee 33 and 50 and goaltending wise uh Elias sorkin just sorkin, carrying that yeah. team you know their goaltending situation is what Despite the fact that they're six in the division, both the, Elias Orkin and Simon Varlamov are having fantastic seasons, and I know that it's going to be if Bruins keep playing this way, it's going to be Linus Olmark all the way for Vesna. But damn, if Elias Orkin doesn't deserve to be a finalist, I'm saying sure for sure. Well, to be have a nine twenty two save percentage and it goes against of two less than two and a half on a team that is losing as badly as the Islanders are right now. Well, that's incredible. I
1: mean. If it's actually pretty fascinating if you just look at, like, the Islanders' offensive and defensive numbers. <laughs> like, if you just look at really, really simple stuff, like like the Islanders are 25th in the league in goals scored a game, okay? But they're 8th in goals against. Their power play is last. It's 32nd in the NHL, but they're 5th in the penalty kill, right? Like, it's just they, they don't give up goals because they have a great goaltending situation, and their offense especially even more so lately has has been struggling
0: but that's it's that's exactly the brand of hockey if anyone's followed the islanders over the last few years that's exactly the brand oh, yeah. of ever hockey. ever since Tavares yeah.
1: left that's just been like their thing
0: yeah that's what lula Lamarello's and barry trotz built this team to do i know now right. lambert's the, behind the bench is a head coach right but they the said same... we don't
1: have the the star power offense to really like hang anymore let's just make this a defensive yeah. kind of goaltending powerhouse and, and i mean if you look
0: at look at their losses in this stretch. I mean, two to one, three to two, four to three, three to one, two to one, four to two. Like most of them are that's brutal, dude. Yeah. Most of them are. That's one goal losses is tough to stomach, man. They play great defense with great goaltending, but can't score goals. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's their brand of hockey. And so when the defense doesn't allow goals at all, they win those games. And you know, Sorkin leads the league in goals saved above expected with 31.31. Followed insane. by UC Soros. I mean, there's so many great goalies this year. Linus Omar, really Connor, Connor Hellebuck, UC Soros, Jake Ottinger, uh, of course, Vasilevsky. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna you're be a such job. a dog, dude. You want to talk
1: about somebody who's got that dog in him? Jake Ottinger is a dog.
0: But this is a team that's... This is what you would call the movable object versus uh, the, what was it, the penetrable force. <laughs> because the red wings offense stinks or the red wings uh the islanders offense stinks but the red wings well, defense stinks this, yeah going, sorry yeah. i'm struggling this is what i get for trying to do an analogy um but the red wings off defense stinks but the islanders offense blows as well so it's like who is going to collapse first right. red wings offense can score goals but right can't. you're lining up the <laughs> the bad things yeah yeah so it's like what's going to cave first but i have faith haven't said that in a while. Let's get let's make this a, a W three. Let's look real quick at the odds if they're out yet for tomorrow's I think we're game. dogs. I mean, we're on the road, but I wouldn't like, be surprised. They play great defense and we don't. Yeah, but
1: like, you know, L six. like they're at home. So like fine.
0: That's usually the the factor. Um the Red Wings are I think they in still fact, have more points than us, too.
1: Yeah, it's close at least.
0: They're they're still in the the fight for the wild card. They're still up there. They're like a 500 team. The like, Wings exactly. are still in, the, the Wings are still in the fight for the wild card too, but they have definitely a tougher road especially with as bad as their strength of schedule yeah, is. We'll talk
1: about that later this week or next week maybe. The the uh, I think Dom from the Athletic did it.
0: That Wings have the hardest strength of
1: schedule in the NHL for the rest of the, in the second half of the year.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh but yeah, they're 138 dogs in the money line. Uh Islanders 170 favorites. Who'd you take on the money line there?
1: Um, I mean the the money would like the the play I think would be to take the wings because of all the reasons we just laid out. This is a a, a team on an L six and and even aside from their win seven games ago, even before that they were losing two. So like that would probably tell you to to take the plus money on on the wings, but. Um, I don't know. The, the, this is such an unpredictable team. I'm done trying to guess what the wings are going to be on a night-to-night basis. Yeah,
0: I think on money line. I know I just said I had faith in the wings, but on money line, I probably would take the Islanders just because it feels like a trap game to me. It just has that feeling. A team that's on an L six and hasn't has only one 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 win in the last eleven games. It feels like it's a recipe. But I do think that the Red Wings plus one and a half um, goals. I think that with the minus one ninety two odds is probably the play there. If you I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Low. Yeah, scoring
1: I mean game. minus one ninety-two. In fact, that's
0: holy crap, you're Scotty.
1: Making less units there, but yeah.
0: The over/under
1: is it like five and a half? It's five and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. When uh, is the last yeah, I'll take time you the saw? over because hockey, but uh, that that five and a half is
0: is justified, dude. I'm taking under. I'm thinking three-one game. Wow, I love it. I, I did, and they're both minus one ten odds. Like, so yeah, there is yeah, no, yeah. there's even, no favorite yeah, even here. Steven, yeah. But so I'm taking plus one and a half wings plus goal and a half for the wings, but money line Islanders and then under five and a half. Love it. So, um, boom, we'll be back on Monday with a game recap, and then we'll launch into all-star break with a plethora of content. We'll do half season grades, We'll talk to some guests and amongst other things, we'll figure out when we get there. Uh, stay tuned. Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball, baby. <laughs> we ball. God, aren't you guys glad you listened to a podcast that totally plans out weeks in advance? Uh, <laughs> same time. Man, if the trains don't do it, we don't do it. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.